Hi everyone and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. Again, delighted that you joined us for this study of the Word of God. We are studying Matthew chapter 24, also referred to as the Olivet Discourse, where Jesus has left the temple and teaching there, and then he crossed the Kidron Valley and up to the Mount of Olives, and he sat with his disciples and wanted to teach them uh, about last day's things. And so they had asked him a question, what is going to be, when are these things that you're talking about um, going to take place? As he talked about the temple being destroyed and not one stone upon another. And they said, and what's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so Jesus in Matthew 24 answers those questions. And so as we learn truth from Jesus about the last days, it's not to make us panic, it's to make us aware. And if we are aware of the times that we live, we can live our lives in accordance to that. It's kind of like if you were diagnosed with a dreadful disease and the doctor gave you a sen sentence, as it were. He said, you're not going to live very long. Well, you would prioritize your life and live it differently. Not that the doctor tells us about our lifespan, but if he gave us bad news, and we knew we only had a short amount of time, well, we would live differently, we'd love differently, so that we would die differently. And so that's not bad news, it's just something that motivates us. Sometime back I had a, a near-death experience, and honestly, outside of my salvation, it changed me. It changed my perspective on things. I look at my wife different. I look at my life different. I look at my family. And I view the whole world differently because I could not be here. But God has, in his mercy and grace, allowed me to live. And I praise him for that. Nothing short of a miracle. And so... I want to share Matthew 24 will be in verse 16 and following. Today's broadcast, we have some wonderful sponsors, and this one is brought to you by Platinum Plus Limousines, our good friend Mike Green, and his phone number is 410 796 7433. That's 410-796-7433. Perhaps you have an event coming up, or I don't know if it's we're doing this broadcast around Valentine's Day, though our material's not dated. You may still need to uh, get a ride for a wonderful event. And so to take that loved one 
maybe out to eat or to see the harbor or something like that. Well, as we look at Matthew chapter 24, there are some signs of the times. There are some uh, some answers to that question. What will be the sign of thy coming in the end of the earth? And there are nine, basically, that are presented. One is, Jesus said there would be false Christ, false messiahs. There's only one true Jesus Christ, but there would be many imposters and even in ministry, there's some in it for the right reasons and some are authentic and some are not. Some are merely wolves in sheep's clothing. So be careful, listen to the Holy Spirit, and may the Word of God be what you make your righteous discerning judgments by. Number two, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. And yes, we've always had them, but in these last days, they're intensifying. And in Jesus' immediate audience, in the next few years, in fact, if Jesus presented this when he was 30 years old, the... Romans plundered Jerusalem in AD 70, and that's when those um, stones were turned over to get the gold, and the, uh, the temple was burned, all the burnable material. And so we have that. We have also, in verse 7 of Matthew 24, there would be famines. You look at the supply and demand in the food industry. You look at what they're adding to our foods just to make them um, at least look like you get more out of it. And we're finding out that the product is low sometimes, but there are famines and the costs are just going out of this world. Pestilences, diseases, just on the rise. You, just about everybody under the sound of my voice has a loved one or perhaps yourself suffering from something. And then there will be earthquakes in diverse places, seismic shifts. There'll be martyrdom. There already is all over the world. And so that's something, 8 to 10, verses 8 to 10. There will be false prophets in verse 11. The evil will just increase in verse 12. We hear that. But the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world, and we're seeing that by satellite and internet, and we're doing that right now in all of the world. So as we look at Matthew chapter 24, let's pick up with verse 15. I'll start there, and remember this as we go into this passage. After the church is raptured, caught up to be with Jesus, 1 Thessalonians 4, Revelation 3, 10, um, 1 Thessalonians 1, 9, and 10, 
There will be the time the seven-year tribulation divided into two halves. In verse 15, Jesus has a sped ahead prophetically from what he was sharing with his immediate audience. And he said, when you therefore shall see the abomination spoken of by Daniel the prophet, and he spoke of that in Daniel the ninth chapter, verses 24 to 27. Listen to our previous broadcast for information about that. It says, when you see him stand in the holy place, because the Antichrist, according to Daniel 9, according to Matthew 24, and the passages in Second Thessalonians, we find that the Antichrist is going to enter the temple and proclaim that he is God. The Bible says, whoso readeth this, whosoever reads this, let him understand. And so listen to our previous broadcast, which we have archived for you, and you will uh, learn all about that in great detail. Next, let's continue and see what else we can learn. The Antichrist will be starting a system where he wants to know who will be loyal to him and who will be in his regime. In Revelation 13, he's read, he is referred to as the beast, he's referred to as the son of perdition, the man of sin, and other passages. And so in verse 16, we find that if you do not receive the mark of the beast, you will be public enemy number one with him. And he will pursue those individuals and hunt them down like wild animals seeking to kill them. And so people will literally, instead of submitting to the Antichrist system, will be fleeing for their lives. And so Jesus gives some warning as he wants them to receive Christ as the Messiah, but does not want them slain by the Antichrist. Verse 16 says, then let him or them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. So imagine troops in the streets looking for those that do not have the mark of the beast on their hand or on their forehead, and they will be pursuing those individuals. So he says, if you are in Judea, flee to the mountains. If you're in your house top, don't come down to take anything out of your house because it will be an intense pursuit. And we know now with the electronics, with our phones, with uh, so many things that they can locate us so easily. If you're a true Christian, you will be raptured before this. But if you haven't, I plead with you, do not take the mark of the beast because then you will never have a chance to receive Christ as your Messiah. 
Verse 18, neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, particularly the mothers with children, little children or maybe an infant because when you're traveling, it's so much more difficult and so much slower and so much more inconvenient. And it says unto those that suck in those days, you can imagine a mother with an infant trying to flee, it'll be difficult. It says, pray that your flight be not in the winter, because in the winter that also pre uh, comes with some more difficulties, neither on the Sabbath day where they'll be looking for travelers because the travel would be limited by uh, Sabbath rules. We're then in verse 21, imagine this, you have the tribulation begins after the rapture. After the first three and a half years, you have the Antichrist going into the temple saying that he's God, that's called the abomination of desolation. And here it says then, that's the last half of the tribulation is known as the great tribulation. Then shall there be great tribulation. So you have the first portion, and then this is the last portion. Such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. We've had some difficult wars, difficult catastrophes, hard times, depressions, wars, famines, things like that in the world, but our Lord tells us that the great tribulation will be so difficult and so miserable, one of the worst times in human history to come. And he says, no, nor ever shall be. The worst of the worst times will be that three and a half year period. And it says, and except those days be shortened, it is a period of time designed for the wrath of God to be poured out on the earth, but also God does not want human suffrage to be for a long time by those that have not received the mark of the beast and those that will die for their faith or perhaps live through it. Except those days be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those that are believers, it says those days shall be shortened. Then if any man say unto you, now listen to this, the Antichrist will do everything he can to deceive mankind. So there will be all kind of news reports and on your phones and everywhere else saying, oh, the Messiah has been spotted. Jesus has been spotted to lure out those that believe in him and have not received the mark of the beast. So it says, 
in verse 23, then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there Jesus is warning them. Just think about this, the love Jesus has for uh, his followers, he says, don't believe that because all that they'll be hearing is deception and propaganda. Then it says, for then shall there shall arise false Christs, pseudo-Christs, and false prophets, pseudo-prophetes, and, and shall show great signs and wonders. See, signs and wonders do confirm to us if it's from God, that God is real and he does the miraculous. But Satan also has powers and would like to impress people. And the Lord says, there's also gonna be signs and wonders in so much if it was possible, they shall deceive the very elect. There's so much somebody can do now with computer graphics, with holographs with all kinds of things like that to deceive people to have visions in the sky etc verse 25 behold i have told you before wherefore if they shall say unto you behold he's in the desert go not forth behold he's in the secret chambers believe it not god is protecting them from being lured out for as the lightning cometh out of the east, the Lord said, you will know the second coming in glory. This is not the rapture. That took place seven years prior. He says, as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Zechariah chapter 12, they shall look at on him who they pierced. Zechariah chapter 14, there'll be darkness everywhere, but Jesus and the armies of heaven light up the sky. And then it says in verse 29 of Matthew, here's about the second coming glory, how interesting this is and exciting immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light now perhaps it is not that the sun stops burning or the moon doesn't um shine it is the possibility that during the uh, end of the tribulation, it talks about great earthquakes, global earthquakes, and there could be so many gases and so much ash that it would uh, keep it looking like the sun wasn't even shining. And the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven. Luke 21 says the powers of heaven will be shaken powers of heaven shall be shaken. Matthew 24, 29 says that as well. Then verse 30, here's the sign of the coming. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. 
and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. At the rapture, the unbelievers will not see Christ because we are caught up to be with him in the clouds, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. But here it's different. Every eye will see him and they'll look upon him whom they have pierced. They shall see the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They will see, rather, the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So this is going to be a glorious event. As a believer, we're waiting for the rapture of the church, followed by the tribulation, which we as the church, the born-again believers, will not be a part of. And at the end of the tribulation, we return with Christ to the earth. And at that time will be the battle of Armageddon, where the armies of Jesus Christ versus Antichrist will be fought. And so I just want to encourage you today, please receive Christ now. As the time of grace is here, receive Christ, repent of your sins, receive him as your Lord and Savior. Don't wait till that tribulation begins. It is going to be an awful time. Receive him now. It's easy to receive Christ. It's hard to live the Christian life. And so let me lead you in a prayer. Pray this with me. If possible, pray it out loud. Pray, dear Lord, I realize that I'm a sinner, a sinner that needs a savior. And tonight or today, I repent of my sin. I change my mind, will, and direction, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Earl saying that I love you. If you'd like to contact us, please use my email, charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234, at gmail.com, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, one, two, three, four, at gmail.com, or text me at 386-795-8494. And let me know that you have received Christ. Let me know if you have a prayer request or a prayer need. And also, if you would like to help us financially to spread this word, spread this gospel, spread the teaching of God's word, please contact me by email or by text, and you can be a blessing to my life as I hope you have, I have been to yours. I love you. God bless you.